So it's uh, the day after 9-11. Sam, uh, have you taken your ivermectin? <laughs> yes, as I do every day. But on this day, double the dose. Yeah, we, we're in the same room, even if uh, if you're watching on video, even if it doesn't look like it. Yeah, even though I look like the small uh, voice of reason on Dan's shoulder sitting here. Yeah, the um, uh, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Either that or I'm like a prisoner of war in here. Yeah, so we're, we're going to be talking 9-11, maybe, maybe a little ivermectin. Um, you know, God, it, it, it's uh, it's going to be a fun show today. Um, any, anything else before we begin, Sam? I mean, it's Boxing Day for 9-11, and we are just chock full of 9-11 energy, something that a cultural moment that honestly defined most of our lives. So this is going to be a banger. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen. 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 Who let the hogs out? This is Hog Planet, and uh, yes, like I said, we are in the same room. Uh, I don't think we've done a, a pod in the same room in like years, right? I feel like we've like almost never done this. I think maybe like when we first created the podcast, maybe like the first episode is us in the same room. Yeah, I mean, other than that, yeah, maybe there's like two or three, but yeah, so this is a rarity. We're both in Brooklyn. Uh, we, we saw the, uh, my morning jacket concert in forest Hills last night where you could in fact see the lights of the, of the, uh, you know, the, the site of ground zero. Um, where do we begin on this? Um, I, I have saturated myself in nine 11 media for, like two weeks how about you sam i would I, I i turned up the dial last week or two but it's something that's like it was so culturally significant to this day that like i feel like i've been steeped in it for most of my life i mean dan where were where were you when the world stopped turning i think it was a uh, fourth grade nine years old um you know i remember that we were told like the Twin Towers, uh, a plane flew into them. I didn't uh, appreciate the gravity of it at the time, I think, because um, I don't know. When you're a kid, it just is like a movie and you can't really like differentiate. Uh, you know, as an adult, you, you know, you watch some of that footage and you realize like, oh, this is like you just like died going to work. Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe because we live in, the, in a country that doesn't get attacked that often. I, uh, I think, and, and especially in the 90s, I feel like those disaster movies were really common, like Armageddon or like Independence Day, specifically the one I'm thinking of that I definitely saw way too many times for someone like under 10 years old. But either way, I mean, in that, you know, every major city in the, in the world mostly is blown to bits by aliens. And like those movies, 
tapered off real quick after 9-11. I remember feeling like at the time that it happened, like it was just something out of a movie because, you know, TV generation, we can't differentiate real life from fantasy sometimes. But at the same rate, I guess in the years to come, I was like, wow. Now, when I look back on it, it was such a sea change, especially in, t- in terms of culture, which we will get into, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I uh, I think what stood out to me most about like reexamining 9-11 um, and I don't think we're going to go too, too deep into the, you know, uh, cause it, you know, I, I don't I don't really want to do the whole uh, describe the uh, Bush administration's uh, uh, full culpability in this, because honestly, it's like so detailed and you can get that elsewhere. We kind of just want to talk about 9-11 like, um, you know, as as a brand, as a culture, as a mo- as a moment in history. But uh, Bush did it right. Bush did 9-11. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're getting into the route ra- now, 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 now. Everyone who is about to turn the podcast off. Um, I think the Bush did 9-11 conspiracy theory um, might be like, it's not the same as like being a Sandy Hook truther, you know? Like it's not the same. Fuck no. Like if anything, um, if Bush did 9-11, it makes the crime almost more severe. It makes it like like he perpetrated all the misery that you saw. I mean, we've been watching for the past few days the National Geographic documentary One Day in America about 9-11. And it is harrowing. And the daily like heroism that was displayed in that um is just, I mean, it's astounding. And there's no way to take it away from that. I think my mic mic might be coming out a little bit. I'm trying yeah, to hold it steady. Plug the uh, plug that uh, XLR in a little tighter there. Uh, all right, and you'll be fine. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, it just um, the day the like the day to day events. I mean, you, there's nothing to take away from the heroism there. So if you think like if if you think that it was done by George Bush, it makes it more severe. It makes it worse, and it doesn't take away the sacrifice of those firefighters. If any, if anything, it makes it like more more heinous the fact that they, that so many people had to give their lives saving people uh if if the bush administration was in on it at all and i don't know it just they just were we're gonna find out in like 60 years they were yeah and when we say in on it the degree uh to which uh that is the case is unknown much like the kennedy assassination it's like there's there's certain moments in history that are that are utterly inscrutable in that way because we just don't have the evidence like where was dick cheney uh that day like we still don't know um two and explosions who could come on everyone wit, eyewitnesses two explosions like so i mean there's frames missing from the video of the plane hitting the pentagon go go figure that one out um united 93 was shot down uh i i think that could be true i think that definitely could be true like they had authorization to do it and uh the whole you know they took back the plane story is uh maybe maybe uh easier to stomach than the plane getting shot down that might be true honestly and and the i feel like the events after the attack on the towers are the weirdest um like the record is so much more flimsy uh i think we've discussed your mic went out again hold hold uh i am holding it there you go you heard it here first folks dan has shitty mic equipment just kidding uh I unacceptable uh, I may criticism have, here. Did you cut me off one more? F- anyway, um, I may have mentioned on this podcast before the 
DC people who are mad that uh, the Pentagon doesn't really get any credit for being in 9-11. Just get fact, over it. Despite the fact that like what, like 30 times more people died in the twat towers than in. And, and also, I mean, like, I'm sorry. You also there was like military yeah. personnel. It's like ostensibly those people knew what they were in for it's not the same as a bunch of like fucking bankers and yeah. fucking like office workers and restaurant well, workers there's no hotel connected to the uh pentagon you know i mean now there's like hotels near the pentagon but they're not like it's not like the twin towers where, like the marriott was like right underneath the towers and got you know fucking demolished along with the buildings themselves so when we say bush did it that could go even as lightly and uncontroversial as saying he literally ignored the intelligence that uh, he received saying there was an imminent attack from Osama bin Laden and the Taliban coming, literally ignoring that intelligence, the CIA, like ignoring that intelligence. I mean, that means they did it through uh, inaction. And that's like being charitable. Because there's so much other uh, stuff at play. Him like shipping the Bin Laden family out of uh, America like two days after 9-11 when nobody else was really like allowed to fly. Over 20 members of the Bin Laden family. Yeah, that that and the Bush family's extensive financial ties to the Bin Ladens. I mean, he had dinner with Prince Bandar, the Saudi ambassador on September 13th. Explain that. It's just odd. Like, the how many of the hijack? It was like nineteen of the hijackers. Oh no, there were there were nineteen hijackers, but I think it was like fifteen or sixteen of them were Saudis. It just it just doesn't. It's almost as if like preserving the economic relationship with Saudi Arabia was extreme priority as soon as it happened. Yeah, like I, I'm willing to believe that. Um, and of course, I mean, we we could also go into how Bush or you know, the conservatives of which the Bush family are, you know, important figures in the United States um, funded the Mujahideen uh, and, you know, and Osama bin Laden um, in the 80s and stuff um, like this is at best a case of blowback at worst, like a, a wanton ignorance of like uh, this threat of like if we're going to assume that they weren't in on it. Like, I don't know if like Bush was like, oh, I want I need to blow up the World Trade Center to like do war in Iraq. But I, I don't know, like there's some, there's a lot that he knew that, uh, that just, uh, there's a, there must, it must've been mishandled on some level. If you're going to assume that Bush wasn't culpable on some level. Yeah. And um, he was out of Washington. He was in that school in Florida. People say in these fucking, I was watching the uh, front line, like America after nine 11 thing. And um some of the some of the sort of like j- just just really like uh uncritical um look at Bush's reaction in the moment where he just sat in the fucking classroom and kept reading the book and he and he 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 had fucking been told before he entered the classroom that the first plane had hit yeah he sits there after being told that America's under attack. The second plane hit. It's a little odd to me how com- how not how composed this because 
he he would be composed if he knew it was uh something was going to happen but it's like he He's does not look fucking shocked he looks as if he didn't know how to act here take these so i can hold this mic together um i think um yeah i agree that his reaction is really weird especially because he goes in knowing that their one plane had already hit the you know north tower and what it looks like is he yeah he doesn't know how he's supposed to look he's it looks like he's trying to act normal like he's almost like what like whistling and like leaning up against a wall and like looking up at the sky or something like that's like the facial equivalent of what he's doing and um genuinely there's been a lot of retconning since then um i watched this recent bbc interview with num- numerous members of the bush administration including george w bush and um he was explaining about like oh i didn't want to cause a panic <laughs> like when you find out the country's under attack <laughs> then you know that's it's, it's a scary thing and you, you gotta you gotta maintain your composure that's what it's like to be president nobody expects this there's been a lot of like retconning to act like his reaction was like reasonable or the right thing to do. like i've seen politicians walk out of um you know media appearances for way stupider reasons than like oh the united states is under attack and also you know we said he went into that thing knowing that one plane had hit the trade center um there's been a lot of like i don't know in in some of the stuff we've watched there's been a lot of attempts to be like of course at that point they thought it was just an accident like who wouldn't think it was just an accident despite the fact that like the world trade center is not really in like a flight path there there are um i don't know there are airports around new york but there aren't like it's not like the, the it's not by the World Trade Center. Like the Pentagon thing is weirder to me because um it is the Pentagon is right next to like Reagan National. There's other airport. stuff like it hit a wall that was designed to withstand like a blast. Um, it, it was like the only section that was designed like that or something, and uh, the plane flew so low and did basically like a military or Air Force level yes. like uh like descent, and it was flying so low that it was clipping uh light poles. It makes no sense. The Pentagon one is like the weirdest one. Yeah, it really is. So it, that's why it's interesting when DC people steal valor because they just a lot of people who steal valor about it um, just wish that like the Pentagon had been leveled, like the towers, so they had more to complain about. I hate to say it because like yeah, I mean people died in that attack, but nowhere near as many as in the World Trade Center attacks. And the Pentagon, as you said, is kind of a military target, but it's also like DC's built specifically so that it doesn't have something like the World Trade Center where there's but they were saying like something like 70,000 people were in the World Trade Center on any given day um and it's like this big sore thumb sticking out of Manhattan um it's not like i don't know D- like the Pentagon or like buildings in DC which are all small and low even though they're large buildings like the Pentagon has like an internal metro service um but it's like it- it's just it's low yeah it's hard to hit you'd have to strafe it which is yeah like a military style flying technique I don't know. Either, either like the Bin Ladens were just insanely well trained, or the people who we worked with were insanely well trained, or there was something going on there. I don't know. It's odd. Which you know, all indications are they were just a bunch of idiots at the flight school, like going to strip clubs and getting drunk and like, you know, enjoying Western culture uh, in Florida. Well, but that's that's actually like uh, field research for how to be a military dipshit, like an Air Force dipshit. I mean, in the U.S., that's what that's what our people are doing. So. Yeah, and they, they shave their beards to assimilate. That's why in all those pictures, like uh, most of them didn't have beards. It, it, it's it, it's it's pretty crazy. Like uh, they showed video uh, in one of the things I was watching of Muhammad Atta, like in the uh, airport, and uh, you know, even a couple of the hijackers got picked for uh, extended questioning. 
Um, and they still did like so just that sh- that's so all weird. the airport security shit we have to do now is so fucking useless. Yeah, and it's so recent. Uh, like, and um, you really could just like fly with like anything back in the day. Like my dad was a journalist, and he had would always have massive camera bags flying through um, the airport. You could put like you know any kind of terroristic weapon in there, and they they would be like because back then it used to uh, you know magnetize the film if you put it through a metal detector, so they would just let you not run it through if you were like oh it's a camera bag so like anything could have been in i don't know it's it's it is amazing how recent it was like i want to say like they should have been more um you know fascistic like they are today back then to have prevented 9-11 but it's just one example of how much of a cultural shift it caused because it was the first time we were attacked on our own soil in and i mean also our own soil like you know pearl harbor is debate is like occupied uh hawaiian territory as far as i'm concerned you know new york also occupied but they did technically buy it i guess i don't know whatever for like 20 dollars or something yeah. <laughs> oh that's another historical retcon not to go on a tangent but uh there's a lot of like um over like inflating the value of what the um you know the dutch pay for manhattan or whatever that mike uh, you know Maybe it's just trying to cut me off. It's just hating me when I just. This is the, the deep state. Yeah. They're trying to silence us. The Patriot we... Act is the reason for this. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many different tangents we can go on. Why don't we why don't we just describe like 9-11, uh, like the the events, um, you know, as we've seen them reconstructed so many times uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um so 19 hijackers take yeah, control. Have you guys ever heard about 9-11? 19 hijackers take control of four planes. The first plane hits the North Tower. Um, 846. 846. We set an alarm for it yesterday. We did. We woke up at 846. And then went right back to sleep. Yeah. But come on. It was 9-11. We had to do it. It's a, it's a 9-11 sleepover party. We're waking up at 846. Yeah. So um, we... I don't know when you see the uh, the the big hole in the building and like when you see the uh, footage and the first reactions to it, it's like, OK, maybe this was an accident. Like, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even though like like logically like, yeah, like but you see it in in real time. You're like, OK, like who like like how it could, you know. And it was like a it's like a direct hit, like the build the plane, like disappears into the building yeah jet fuel pours down the elevator shaft like killing many people instantly um the uh and it was like you know burning at like a thousand degrees or something so the thing that stuck with me the most this you know this go around of uh you know thinking about 9-11 probably more than i ever have in my life um the thing that stuck with me the most was like the jump the jumpers yeah and the viscera of the jumpers, because like you hear about the jumpers, but like the fact that a human body moving at that speed, like the amount of acceleration you get from just pure gravity, uh, like a seven, you know, hundred to two hundred pound person. And uh, despite what you may think about, you know, losing consciousness, like they, they, you're totally conscious till you hit the ground uh, at that speed. Um, and uh the people who jumped like in the north tower anyone above the what floor was it um was it the hundred and no it wasn't the 104th it was it was a little lower um anyone who was above the plane uh on those floors like couldn't get out because the stairwells were all fucked 
Um, yeah, it was only like a very small amount of people who like were near the impact zone who made it out. Like that guy Stanley Pramnath, who they interview, who's one of the best like raconteurs in the National Geographic uh, documentary. Um, yeah, this guy describes like seeing the plane is just like a little dot and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, he hides under his desk and survives uh, somehow. And he, I think he got like covered in a wall or something. And then like this guy, uh, this other guy, Brian, something uh, came in and, sa- and like pulled him out and saved him. Yeah, it was beautiful to see how many like, uh, you know, it, friendships were forged in that like crucible of an experience. Yeah. In that doc, they only told like one real story of a guy like leaving someone behind. Like it really seemed like a lot of people were like helping each other to descend the tower. So imagine, you know, the tower gets hit. Then you have to descend all these floors like and, and a lot of the, a lot of people work in offices are not like young and, you know, no. uh, uh, mobile, you know, not at all. so, you know, and they had pictures from inside the stairwell and it's just like, you know, people evacuating like you think about any fires drill you've ever done and like think about like literally like. You are in a building that is extremely compromised, like yeah. think of the, the sheer terror of uh of that especially like a big building and i mean a lot of people who work in offices like that have fear of heights they just kind of deal with it every day and then like your worst fear comes true that's so i mean it's crazy in the upper floor and almost like two i think 200 people jumped to their deaths um which is so sad it's 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 so fucked up when you in that uh nat geo 9-11 one day in america documentary when you are seeing the firefighters in the lobby and then they just hear the th- this like cement bag thuds of people oh, yeah it's really really yeah. brutal. this um, time around the sounds of 9-11 really stuck to me like the sound of that alarm the, the, the alarm and also the plane like the sound of the plane crunching into the building especially rec- the second one because that like uh, there were some videos of that that yeah. were really visceral um that one famous video that's in a lot of stuff of the uh the like NYU dorm and then they they got they're like right there and they they like get the second plane hitting on video and it's like it's fucking crazy and it's just like a giant fireball yeah um i you know people say they there's bombs in the building like uh, you know that would that I'm not seems so like I don't, the technical side of it. Uh, yeah, That's not it's, my department. It's like the people, I care about the political and right. like economic imp, imp, implications or whatever. It, it's like the people who obsess over JFK and like ballistics. It's yeah, like yeah. I don't I don't need to hear people who aren't like experts talk about stuff because they like heard it. You know, it's like there are also more armchair military experts than like any other kind of person on earth, I think. Yeah. So <laughs> at least in my experience. So you have people jumping from the South Tower as well. And uh, there was one stairway that uh, stayed open, uh, Stairway B, I believe. And um, people were able to descend from there. And and obviously the South Tower was hit lower, so it fell first. Um, and got uh, images of that, like, dust cloud. Uh, That's what I recall most vividly is the dust. Yeah. And um, because that's like the lasting impact. Shit, I dropped all <laughs> my own. When people say my own personal 9 11, <laughs> you know, it really takes on a new meaning when you see 9 11 play out in the videos. Um, but yeah, what do you think about 9 11 like uh documentaries in general or like 9 11 uh 
those first that firsthand media. There's well, 9-11 and like the war on terror is like one of the most famously lied about things on earth. Also, but simultaneously the most like televised and like public and like yes. you know, like like those images repeating constantly and like that carnage replayed to like you know, essentially like drum up the 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 fucking uh hunger for war. Yeah, I I I struggle with it because um it can be it can so easily veer into um revisionism. Like I, I watched the Netflix 9-11 documentary and that was just trash. Um it, it was one of the ones, one of the ones that talked about like the Soviet quote unquote invasion of Afghanistan. Um it's not an invasion if the uh, current government invites you to come in and help them defeat rebels. And then it's certainly like not something to, I guess like in the, in that documentary, it seemed like um, it seemed like they were just kind of assuming at it, acting like the Soviet union caused nine 11 somehow in some cosmic way or caused like strife in Afghanistan. Like they started it, which is not really true at all. Because what happened after that is the U S funded the Mujahideen many of the members of which became Taliban and Al-Qaeda um, funded them to the armed, of, armed them like and funded them to the tunes of like billions every year in, in parts of the 80s. Um, and that war between the Soviet Union trying to put down that the Mujahideen rebels who were right. I mean, right wing by any stretch of the imagination, religious fanatics um, it, to act like there's like some moral superiority that uh, the, the, the Soviet Union like you know left behind or something because they started it is kind of ridiculous um so that's just like one example of how much like i want to say this part of it is hagiography hey, acting like george bush was competent which i heard that netflix documentary does later on um and then there's just like outright revisionism where you're acting like things happened a certain way when they just didn't and um that's something i find annoying about 9-11 documentaries especially because 9-11 was used in many ways to justify one of the, you know, the worst atrocities. Of the Basically we did, century. we did like a hundreds of nine elevens to yeah. the middle East to, to like, yeah, innocent to people. people who didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, all. Iraq had nothing to do with it. Of, of course, the in entire that country. And, and also the random people in Afghanistan don't have anything to do with it either. Like they just happen to live there. Exactly. It's, it's, it's sort of like, it's like, it's like exactly why um, the, I mean, by any objective measure it is a crime to blow up the world trade center. And like, I'm not tanky enough to say that you would should blow up like the center of American finance and like kill no, you know fucking thousands stupid. of civilians. Isolated acts of terrorism don't like usually help ideological goals. But um, either way, uh, it's just kind of ridiculous because it's the same crime perpetrated against people who didn't do it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, the people who work in the World Trade Center aren't like you know the ca all captains of industry or or like subjugating no, like, you know the, the global south or whatever so like maintenance workers there's yeah. have you ever worked in a fucking building it's not just people in business casual i loved the chef that they interviewed in the national geographic one yeah that um, guy was crazy because his story was crazy because it was he was in the fucking refrigerator for 15 minutes when the first plane hit and all the service industry people though that um a walk-in refrigerator is basically like a bomb shelter. Like you can go in there and, and like survive the nuclear holocaust. <laughs> like yeah. And basically his story was like, he took an elevator down and his friend like wouldn't get into it. And his friend didn't make it out. Um, he had to take it down like three floors. So he did. And then his friend didn't come with him and he died. Um, really sad stories of like, I mean, God, 
one uh one story i read that was crazy was like there was one uh, firefighter who was killed by a jumper and his was just absolutely brutal and but the guys in his unit like because they were they took him to the hospital um or in his battalion or whatever they took him to the hospital and uh because they took they weren't they were out of the air the zone uh when the uh when the south tower fell they like survived that's yeah you it's a lot of there's a lot of like just it's not fair like who lives or dies and that's like what 9-11 really really bring brings out is like you know uh it's all just random uh and there, there's no like uh there's no um you know there's no like justice to any of it it just it just fucking sucks so, yeah it made me think a lot of um i mean this is such a fucking high school example of a catch 22 and how yosari and realizes that like man is just meat when it's met with like warfare um and bodies are like nothing you know they can be like incinerated or like just fall apart or and or cr be crushed it's just so brutal um so yeah i guess like that's where i'm at with like 9 11 um in terms of like it seriously is that it was like such an example of like the brutality that you know we don't see in the u.s very often like it, and uh i don't know or or when we see it it's not because of an external threat um it's because we're doing it to ourselves but uh <clears throat> either way i mean now we should probably get into like the absolutely awful uh effect it had on our culture our entertainment <sighs> um obviously our politics obviously the middle east was all fucked because of 9 11 as if they weren't and again that's like a six hour podcast like we, we can't no. go into we like there's so much i want to go into but we like we, we we're not going to make this seven hours long and it's hog planet so we got to lighten it up a little bit yeah i mean i you know you don't want to be too light when you're talking about 9 11 because that's that's you know uh it, 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 at least in this way where it's 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 like it's a retrospective here it's um there's and, and i think like the the um i don't know can't be understated how bad the culture was cannot so we were we were listening to um a, a dope playlist 911 songs on Spotify yeah, previously which we referred to them as 911 carols. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 911's kind of like Christmas for America in some weird way. Um they did oh, tell us to fucking... shop after 911. They were like go shopping. Go shopping like, and right. to be patriotic like don't let the if you don't if you don't like go and support American capitalism uh you know, by feeding uh, these uh, department stores, uh, you are letting the terrorists win. Yeah, there's so many things like that. You let the terrorists win like, like that just seeped into our culture, like freedom fries, you know, I heard, like I heard you let the terrorists win as recently as like this year when we pulled out of Afghanistan. And, like, uh, some, oh, and some, all. I mean, some New York could... Times hack had like an opinion page yeah. that was like, you lost Afghanistan. I was like, I was just sitting here, motherfucker. I've never part taken part in Afghanistan. There's no we, man. It's like, <laughs> I, I, you know, you feel bad for like veterans, but there's. Yeah, they had to fight it. <laughs> like yeah. You're saying that they lost Afghanistan, you dickhead. Not me. I never did anything. The reality is like, yeah, it's like, you know. One thing, you know, we watched Fahrenheit 9-11 and one, classic. And that was classic. like, to me, some of the best, the, fuck up, the best of 9-11 culture is like Fahrenheit 9-11. Like, yeah, definitely. Michael Moore, you know, he can be really like annoying and silly sometimes and like histrionic. But 
the man is a fucking legend for you know i'm gonna pull it up we no. played it on the show before, but what, I'm gonna pull it up. What did I call off air? I called them Eric Andre stunts, like when he's in the in the ice cream truck reading the Patriot Act on Capitol Hill, um, encouraging like uh, Congress people to enroll their kids in the uh, in the in in the army at this time, like so they could go fight in Iraq. I mean, he, I. I we needed that in like 2004. 2004 was like one of the darkest years, maybe of my entire life. Um, not just because of George Bush, like obviously other personal stuff, but like Jesus Christ. I, I don't know. We and we, oh my God, there's so many iconic like Michael Moore moments, like him denouncing the Iraq war at the uh, Oscars and being booed for it. And that was just, that's such a blast from the past. Like people don't remember. I, I remember seeing um, recently Oprah. In the in the like Iraq war years, having the right hand man to Ahmed Chalabi, you know, one of the chief architects of like disinformation about Saddam Hussein in um, Iraq, that um, and just uncritically saying like this isn't propaganda, this is just what's happening. And I was like, that's what propaganda says. You fucking. It was just so weird. Like you know, daytime moms just like cranked on Zoloft watching Oprah are getting like hit with. We should be blowing up a country that most of you can't put on a map. I mean, how could Congress pass this Patriot Act without even reading it? How could they? <laughs> no, but seriously, like y- you had like the daytime talk shows even basically just just utter bloodlust. Oh, God. Uh you know, and uh, I, I remember this well enough because okay, we should disclose the like, uh, yeah, you were not we were both like nine when 9-11 happened. So I was like young enough that like it was serious and it was everywhere. And I still rem- but like old enough that I remember. Uh, but I remember being furious time. about the Patriot Act. Right. Yeah. Like, the Patriot Act like like extended this level of surveillance that just it made no sense. Right. Like, how are you going to tell who's a terrorist from like what library books they take out? It's 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 absurd. Exactly. And Michael Moore shows this documentary, like the people they target. It's like what, like uh, like it, it was a Fresno, California, like peace yes. club. I love that because that's something that I rem- that I didn't have the um, cultural context for. But now that I'm an adult, all the left punching that like liberals do makes so much sense because I, I forgot or I didn't really know at the time that this was like a huge excuse for liberals to punch left at like, yeah, we're, you know, weirdos in Fresno who are like, you know, nice old hippies who like eat cookies and like support (laughs) Palestine or something like that. Like all the people, you know, who are like, I'm liberal, but they're too far left. They like had a reason or like an excuse to like be suspicious of them. And they didn't care when those people were like gone after like Michael Moore was seen as like a fringe leftist at that time. You know, how could Congress pass this Patriot Act without even reading it. Sit down, my son. Uh, we don't read most of the bills. Yeah, reading is lame. Do, do you really know what that would entail if we were to read every bill that we passed? Oh, man. Well, I couldn't believe that virtually no member of Congress had read the Classic Patriot Act Michael before Moore's voting son. on it. So I this decided the only works. patriotic thing to do this is how it, it works in the post 70s to read era. it to them. So he's in an ice cream truck. This is Michael Moore. I <laughs> read to you the USA Patriot Act, uh, uh, Section One. Get it there. Fuck them up, Mike. I, I love the shocked reaction from the uh, like the suits on Capitol Hill. Oh, you guys interested in PNC? No, no, we're not playing any ads. <laughs>
Um, we will if you pay us. I mean, never. No, no. I have principles. Yeah, unless it's uh, for uh, erectile dysfunction medication. Yeah, or CBD. Yeah, which uh, maybe those can go hand in hand <laughs> at some point. Uh, but sorry, what were we? What were we just saying? Oh. Uh, all right. Either way, where, where were, what were, what was your memory of Fahrenheit 9-11? Um, oh, God. Like, I saw in theaters with my dad. <laughs> and, That's the most wholesome shit I've ever seen in my life. You're like 12 seeing yes, it with your dad. Yes. The, the, both of us were like, yeah, it was like 2003 or 2004. Um, we, we went to a theater. I remember there was a trailer for some shark movie. And literally, this is like a movie. Shark Tale? No, no, it was a sh- actual like shark attack movie. Oh, okay, like open water. Yes, yeah, so pro- that was actually probably the movie. Um, good one. And um, someone, some old guy shouted, "Another, another trailer! Can we get to the fucking picture?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just a memory that I still have uh, before Fahrenheit 9/11. But no, it was you know, it blew my fucking mind that someone could like use humor and just be like an every feel like an every every man type of guy i'd never seen roger and me i'd never seen bowling for columbine yeah we were way too young for that one but you know michael moore became kind of like an icon uh at that time yeah because he and like john stewart for a while were like all we had (laughs) or we we also watched the stephen colbert correspondence dinner recently which is a little like off topic from 9 11 because that was in like the dark days of the bush administration where they were like they were really fucking up like in the late 2000s, you know, but um, that was wild to remember that Stephen Colbert used to be really funny. Yeah. And also just that it was it was nice to see because I've read a bit, of, you know, just in my like world at work. It's like, you know, the, the comedy stuff. I always kind of see the press about it. Um, and, you know, Mark Maron was talking about how like people at the, uh, you know, the fabled comedy seller table were like bloodthirsty about like you know kill all the muslims and shit after 9-11 and uh it was it was really uh sad to read and and you know there were only a few leftists uh in, in that scene uh you know and mark uh was one of them i guess you know and that's why he wor- worked at air america i guess because uh you know he's one of the few comedians like him like janine garofalo and like al franken there was like there was like you know you know like david cross like like, like there, you know like th- there were some comedians who like you know really went hard against bush but a lot of people were just like you know kind of just supported bush and the war and yeah like, a lot of like hollywood was so fucking uh pro bush and just uh i mean all right i'm gonna pull up the michael morgan boot at the at the oscars yeah to give us an idea of like how it seems like quaint. Like nowadays I've seen like, you know, 20 somethings like myself talking about how Michael Moore is like too liberal for them. Um, and, you know, coming at him from the left and I'm like, I mean, yeah, whatever. Like you can have any opinion you want on this stuff. But, um, he, at the time it was about as left as it got. I don't know. Maybe that's had like a deleterious effect on like, you know, quote unquote progressivism. But, um, but yeah, either way, I mean, <clears throat> This is a, this is definitely a good image to show how bad culture got in the dark days after 9 like the fear that 9/11 engendered um this is the culture that it wrought. So this is the Academy Awards um yeah and this is how Hollywood thought of uh George Bush. The Oscar goes to <sighs> Bowling for Columbine. <laughs> Michael Moore! 
she's That's like, it, oh. Mike. She gave that little laugh at the beginning, just like, oh boy, this is gonna come stir. Scorsese loves it. Oh yeah. This is the first Academy Award and nomination for Michael Caine and Michael like Donovan. Stately as ever. Cameron Diaz uh, standing there. Is that Weinstein? Weinstein! Oh! oh, yeah, Harvey and Bob Weinstein. Oh, they produced Paradise 9-11. They produced everything. Uh, All right, here we go. Uh, on uh, behalf of our producers, Kathleen Glenn and Michael Donovan from Canada, um, I'd like oh, to great. thank the Academy for this. I've invited uh, my fellow documentary nominees on the stage with us. That's nice. And so, so magnanimous, like a man to, of the people. They are here, they are here in solidarity with me because we like nonfiction. We like nonfiction and we live in fictitious times. Yes. We live in a time where we have fictitious ele election results that elects a fictitious president. Laughing at him. Get it, yes. get it. We, we live in a time where we have a man Booing. sending us to war for fictitious reasons. Yep. Whether it's the fiction Adrian Brody is like fictitious of orange wow. alerts. We Pathetic. are against this war, Mr. Bush. Power. Shame on you, Denzel's Mr. Bush. Just like Shame on you. And anytime face. you've got the Pope and the Dixie Chicks. Oh, the view lowering the mic. Anytime you got the Pope and the Dixie Chicks. Holy shit. Yeah, so that was that was the 9-11 culture in a nutshell, like saying even the most basic like uh, like statements about how uh, the American people didn't uh, fucking deserve this uh, this uh, bloodthirsty response to 9-11. Uh, uh, it was foisted on us. Like yes. it was foisted. There was an anti-war movement. It was like millions of people at its peak. But um, I don't know. It's just like this pervasive like. Scared center left, like center right coalition, and then of course, I think like the the far right tendencies of that um, just kind of went out of control into the Trump years. And now I don't know. I'm not saying I don't want to do. Also, I've seen the take that's like uh, what January sixth like didn't happen without nine eleven. I'm like, okay, what whatever. No, some uh, some co congressional candidate or congresswoman was like Pam Keith her name is she said that uh i thought 9 11 was the worst day in my life and then january 6th happened. oh my god <laughs> just pathetic what's crazy is that um honestly a conservative like a, a, a january 6th rider might say the same thing but from the other perspective just be like the police shot us in cold blood like, yeah right that was my 9 <laughs> like everyone's insurrectionist uh I, I mean Imagine like people were incinerated at work. I know it's brutal. <laughs> I mean, well, should we get into speaking of people like using 9 11 for their own reasons? Should we get into some some 9 11 faking? Because that was a that's a phenomenon of the past 20 years that I think doesn't get explored enough. So you have Steve Ranazzi, the comedian from uh, the league. Uh, Steve Ranazzi, uh, described. <laughs> Uh, escaping from a Merrill Lynch office in the 54th floor of the South Tower. He told Mark Marin, I was there when the, and then the first plane got hit and we were like jostled all over Jostle. the place. Jostled. <laughs> Would you describe that as a jostling? <laughs> That's not a jostling. Getting jostled is like, I don't know, you hit a bump on the highway or something. Like, 
<laughs> a, I don't know, like a, a fucking like plane, a, a, a set, you know what, a, a jet landliner smashing into the side of the building you're working on is not quite a jostling in my book, but I guess I wasn't there and neither was he. No, and uh, you know he was on that show, The League. He was the main character. He was pretty funny. I mean, he's he's still he's still around. He's he's he's, he's working. You know, uh, I think they pulled his stand-up special because it was airing literally that weekend, and like he was getting press. And then people looked into his history of the New York Times. Literally, like, you know, uh, you know, confronted him about this, and he, in fact, was not working at Merrill Lynch. Was working in Midtown. Nowhere near the towers. Um, so he just created this origin story so he could like say like, and then, uh, you know, I realized I had to like follow my dreams and become a comedian in L.A. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he just took it and made it part of his like, I don't know, growth myth. I think a lot of people did this in like a in less direct ways. But it is funny that um, not only did he not work at Merrill Lynch, they had no. So, yeah, they had no record of his employment, but also they don't have offices in either tower. <laughs> so he wasn't even describing working in something that like was there. But he still said that he had falling dreams from 9-11. Uh, I don't know. I do like that he took a day to deliberate with The New York Times when they presented evidence that he probably did not do that which I, I don't know why they were looking into it, um, but I don't know. Kudos to them for being petty. I mean, I wish I could do cutting edge journalism like this, I guess, but um, I don't know. There's another one, of course. There's um, there's Tanya Head. Um, I think this one's like maybe worse. <laughs> no, okay. So, uh, God. Okay, so <laughs> she's this woman who wasn't even in New York when the when 9-11 happened. She's believed to be in Barcelona. <laughs> she claims that she was in the uh, uh, North Tower. Oh, South Tower. Um, she uh, she claims that she was badly burned, which like to start like you're you. OK, uh, she says a dying man handed her his inscribed <laughs> wedding ring which she later returned to his widow. She claimed that this guy who's famous for being the man in the red bandana, he's called, he like uh, helped a bunch of people in the 78th floor sky lobby. Uh -huh. So he, she claimed that he helped her out. Um, and then like, you know, what is the family going to do? Like question that. Yeah. Um, and this, this guy, uh, I forgot his name. Wells something. He, um, you know, he helped like a uh, he was like a volunteer fireman and he helped a bunch of people out. He was just having to be working there and uh, he died uh, when the tower collapsed. Um, so this woman, Tanya Head, says, um, you know, that he staunched the flames on her uh, fire uh, on fire clothing. And um, she says that a man named Dave was her fiance and they you know I think that's they made up a uh, pseudonym in, for the article but basically his family had never even heard of her <laughs> that like there his roommate never even heard of her like questionable if she even knew this guy uh and, and she said that he was lost in the north tower so it was this story of like she was in the south tower he was in the north tower and he died so it's this extremely elaborate story <laughs> Um, she ended up like becoming a leader of a 9-11 survivors group and she so gave heinous. tours of ground zero 
as one of only 19 survivors. And then it, that's why I, I was reading the story. I was like, yeah, didn't they say there were only 18 who got out of the tower um, after uh, above the point of impact in the South Tower? And um, her story deeply moved college students and uh, Mayor Rudolph Giuliani, King. Governor George Pataki, and Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Um, the World Trade Center Survivors Network um, was uh, where a lot of this stuff was posted. It does not, uh, you know. No way. And she also said she worked at, Ma at Merrill Lynch. What is this? I, 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 this is so weird. <laughs> I don't know. I, I take it as like everybody wants to feel special and everyone wants to feel something. And I, I guess for some people that takes the form of telling a lot of people that you survived 9-11 when, when this lady wasn't even on the right side of the country. Like, I just I, I don't know. And she says, uh, I have done nothing illegal. I mean, because she didn't claim the uh, the uh, victim compensation fund uh, cool. payout, which, like, I guess if you had a fiance, you could do that. Um, uh, so she didn't profit financially is the suggestion, but she obviously um, hurt a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking crazy saying you were in 9-11. She also it said like she's claimed also to travel to Thailand after the tsunami in 04 and to Louisiana after Hurricane Katrina. So she made up all this. Like, Holy shit. She's a psycho. You could just be a scammer in the early 2000s, though. I mean, that's why we had those wars in the first place, obviously. But like, I, you know, you can't really be a scammer anymore. Um, I think credit scores really hurt scamming abilities. Um, and then smartphones and like the internet are really fucking up scammers games. Um, there's a lot of scammers out there, but now you have to like know how to code to be a scammer. It's not as easy as it used to be, but I mean, in the seventies through like the eighties are probably like the chief time for scammers in this country and the nineties and two thousands still some scamming potential is still out there as evidenced by this, but I guess she did get caught eventually. It's just so good though. Like I, I can't believe it's, it's a good sign of like, or a good indicator of how like much this event kind of drove us crazy as a country that people were willing to like pull these kinds of stunts for really no reason <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i guess we, we could go through a couple of the uh the, the great wikipedia article the list of entertainment affected by september 11th oh. uh there was a spider-man trailer where he like spins a web uh, in between both towers Christ. that was pulled um Wada Zoolander theatrically uh, released th three weeks after the attacks. The World Trade Center was deleted. <laughs> um, Mr. Deeds took uh, shots out of the World Trade Center. And also, apparently, Adam Sandler was concerned because one of the uh, actors uh, bore a resemblance to uh, Karzai. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he was concerned about having a movie where someone who looked like Karzai was in it. So great on you, Adam. But he kept the guy in the movie. So. The 1992 film Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, features a scene atop the World Trade Center, uh, which they edited out on several ch television channels, despite the fact that it had been out for like nine years by that point i think you were passed out by the time i put it on but i watched the uh city of new york versus homer simpson la episode last night oh no i remember that <laughs> yeah so there's a giant section where he's at the world trade center right 
So he parks at the World Trade Center and then has to like drive home with a boot on his car. Yeah, I remember that that episode very well. Um, wasn't that that was a Simpsons that was a creepy pasta about nine eleven, right? Like the Simpsons predicted nine eleven, um, because of like one episode on the uh, or maybe it's a photoshopped image. Either way, I thought about creepy pastas as well, like the Wingdings creepy pasta I mentioned to you, where if you type like the flight code or something, it comes up with in, in Wingdings, um, which people may not remember from Microsoft Word. You could. You know, there were a couple wingdings, like uh, creepy bosses yes. out there. But um, if you type out like Q33 New York, you get like the a plane crashing into two towers and then like the skull and crossbones and the Star of David. <laughs> and I remember seeing that as like a nine-year-old or like a 12-year-old or something and just being like, wow, like that's so cool. Um. The City of New York versus Homer Simpson premiered uh, four years earlier and was partially set at the World Trade Center. It was pulled from syndication by some carriers, nice. though many are now showing it again. Some stations or networks remove the World Trade Center scenes in their own cuts, which, like, that's, like, half the episode, so I don't know what the fuck you do. That's so also, weird. It's so also, much weirder than just not doing it. I, Whatever. I love the uh, Sesame Street uh, the, the episode uh, involved a grease fire uh, which traumatizes Elmo until he meets some firefighters and a big bird has to deal with his xenophobic pen pal Gulliver, who does not believe birds should be friendly to other species. <laughs> okay. Um, the King of the Hill episodes, propane boom and death of a propane salesman when um, the Megalomart explodes were like pulled and then returned. <laughs> I don't know. Like there was like this weird cultural, maybe it was also a precursor to like the current, um, discourse around media and the idea of rep like representation and also like disinformation. Um, the idea that like the reason people voted for Trump or voted for Brexit or whatever is because of like fake news on social media or something like that. Like there was this fear that like depicting anything to do with 9-11 or anything that could be possibly related to 9-11 um, would what was in some way going to cause it again or was like disrespectful. And um they pulled it and it's like a weird thing that doesn't get mentioned in terms of like the cancel culture discourse. Speaking of cancel culture, you know, you, you hear people like go on and on about it, but it's never about, you know, I mean, they never talk about all of the, like they wouldn't consider like Michael Moore getting booed at the Oscars cancel culture and him being like literally like them lowering the mic. And it's like, like, like they wouldn't care about, they wouldn't care about any like censorship, uh, you know, of ideas that were uh, not supportive of the bloodthirsty war. Oh my God. <laughs> An episode, the, the Pokemon episode, tentacool and tentacruel where they destroy the tentacruel, destroy a town, you know, and they're these octopus like, or, or what are they like jellyfish like? Yeah. Of uh, Pokemon that's smashing a skyscraper uh, in that episode. Uh, ooh, also, there's an episode called the Tower of Terror where uh, there's a ghost like Pokemon, uh, you know, the psychic Pokemon. Um, it uh, was pulled only because of the name. <laughs> I like how they also pulled a, t a Pokemon episode about um, 
the attentacruel smashing a skyscraper and they removed that from the opening credits man even um mobile suit gundam wasn't safe um like they and uh cowboy bebop had some episodes like pulled out of syndication because of like depictions of terrorism and we all noticed the sopranos um opening right um that's always something i noticed well, in the early that was seasons. more on the representation side they're like oh, we gotta to respect the towers yeah oh god uh totally it's anti-italian discrimination shout out to david angle or angel who was uh the co-executive producer and co-creator of frazier who died on american airlines flight 11 uh, which hit the north tower he was canceled um, by the uh, by the terrorists. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I read I read an account about him uh, from Kelsey Grammer, and he's and Kelsey Grammer described how he visited Ground Zero like as soon as he could. He like flew in from L.A. and then him and Jim Belushi like toured Ground Zero. Wow. <laughs> Can you to imagine be, to that be a fly squad. On, the, on the wall or on on Kelsey Grammer, I guess. It must have been weird to be a firefighter and then just see like um, all of the like random celebrities start popping. Did up. he bring Camille? He was still with Camille at that time, right? Uh, I don't the, know. Of Real Housewives. <laughs> oh, uh, see, I see. I told you this. I, I don't know anyone of the Housewives by name. It, it all just blends together. That's true. They're mostly vibes, but um, I don't know. Any any other like memories from entertainment just nuked by September 11th? Um like oh this is a good one there's a forest gump sequel yes where uh we've definitely discussed this before yeah i think i they they basically like they submitted or the manuscript on like september 10th or something <laughs> or, or whatever the the after the attack happened they realized that like the script was no longer quote relevant um, and that because obviously Forrest would have to be at 9-11. Weirdly, I think it is similar to, um, you know, the kind of I don't want to say like cancel culture, but like the kind of like increased scrutiny of, um, I don't know, culture, cultural products for like depictions of, I don't know, um, social injustice recently. Um, like, I think because um, during the Obama years, if you watch like 30 Rock or even like South Park or anything like that, it's so over the top and making problematic jokes like on purpose um whereas there's a good episode where, where cartman becomes a truther yeah like they they um but they like after it, with the recent turn there's been such a strong reaction to it and it's weird how quickly things can turn around but i think we saw something similar at this time um where in like the 90s we we were like it was all disaster movies everyone thought that the history was over so it was safe to make you know, movies about warfare, anything we wanted, because we were just like, everything's fine now. Um, the Soviet Union fell. But like 9-11 made people kind of snap out of that like dream, that post-Cold War dream. And like, um, I don't know, now that they they kind of just went on like the this like sincerity poisoning tour after 9-11 to like make sure that everything, you know, didn't bring up people's, you know, bad memories of the one time we were attacked on our soil in the you know post-war era yeah shout out to the uh film that never happened jackie chan starring uh in this one called nosebleed where he plays a window washer at the world trade center who foils a terrorist plot due to start filming on september 11th 2001 oh my god 
So also the whole like uh, master of disguise thing, a defector had a great article about how the turtle club scene, which famously uh, it's famous trivia that the turtle club scene in the master of disguise where Dana Carvey is dressed as a turtle uh, was filmed on September 11th and they observed a moment of silence. Now that is not exactly the case. It was not, uh, it was, it happened. Uh, they observed a moment of silence before the turtle club scene. Uh, but it was after it was a few weeks after September 11th. Now it makes a lot more sense <laughs> because like you'd have to say something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that's so interesting though. Having to like change gears from that to uh, I don't know. Okay. We have to watch the absolute worst of nine 11 culture. Um, this extremely, a weird trailer for a movie that came out a couple of years ago called 9-11. Yeah, it's clips time. We gotta go through the clips. And we've got clips. So you got Charlie Sheen in an elevator with Louise Guzman and Gina Gershon. Whoopi, Goldberg. Whoopi is the operator here. The 9-11 crash trademark. So I think they're in the North Tower. Yeah. Now, Whoopi, like, feels it in her building. Like, where is she? Uh, whatever. Where the hell are you? Are you in that building? We're still in the North Tower. Also, I like how Matt Lauer has shown so much about in these in these 9-11 oh, uh, news clips. Hey, buddy. We got an inferno on the North Tower on 90 and above. You cannot take the elevator. It just seems down. quite exploitive. Yeah. This came out, what, like, how many years? Like, five years ago or something? Yeah. And they released it like on the anniversary. Louise Guzman looks just terrified in that shot. I'm sorry, but based like, on actual events, <laughs> like it's a no it's, shit. It's a dramatized version. Yeah, they're not like playing real people. Okay, they just show this plane hit the South Tower at like in the frame of a disaster movie. No, it's this is so weird. It's like a disaster movie, but it, it, uh, like a historical fiction about 9/11. <laughs> It's like really fucked oh my God, up. The guy for the wire. In the face of terror. Oh shit. So the uh, elevator I'm... cables are breaking. Oh, this is so fucking ridiculous. I love Charlie Sheen just like oh, just fucking smacked out like South Tower Falls. Louise Guzman and Charlie all, Sheen like, holding, holding hands. Hand. Oh. They're holding hands, laying in the elevator. Charlie Sheen is one of the sweat. He's sweating his ass off in this fall. Yeah. Okay. Then now they're like floating as the elevator the collapses. Free fall. The free fall. That is so fucked up. <laughs> they can see our faces, right? Like, I'm, no, no, my, they can't. My eyes are wide watching that. Yeah. I don't know that that's a weird one because it wasn't like in the immediate hysteria of 9-11. It's not like World Trade Center, the Nicolas Cage movie about 9-11. Yeah, I watched the trailer for that. It wasn't even funny. No, oh, also it, it's pretty joyless. Fun trivia. I I didn't have a birthday gift for my dad one <laughs> year. No. So I was at ShopRite and I just saw World Trade Center on DVD. <laughs> so I bought him that for as a birthday gift. <laughs> it's, he probably That's still what has every that dad somewhere. wants. Yes, Nicolas Cage. That's in. beautiful, actually. Yeah. Um, 
Nicolas Cage in World Trade Center. Now, obviously, there were some remembrances yesterday, so we sh- we we need to watch. Uh, we need to watch a couple things here. By far, the most important thing here is, of course, um, Trump hosting like a pay per view boxing event <laughs> for nine eleven. Um, what after he spoke to an NYPD pre- precinct. Um, and what was the, oh, and he also did an evangelical event virtually, which took place in the National Mall, but he was not in, um, he was not at the event in person. That was a fantastic job by a really great young man. He's got a big future and uh, we're just honored. We love Trump. Thank you. We love Trump. We love Trump. That's what everybody's saying in the audience. I don't think you hear that back home. Everybody's screaming. This is just a, the brain hogs. There's some guys there who are just like hands folded, like they don't like it. Look how happy he is. Trump has never He's gonna cry. This is amazing. This is the best day of his life, honestly. Thank you. He's like crying. Thank you. Hands Thank up. you very much. What an amazing rendition of the national anthem. Oh. <laughs> this guy's got jokes. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. This is an honor to be with you, and what a great evening. And I think you're going to see an incredible fight. And Jorge, it's great, Junior. It's great to be with you guys and uh, champions. We love you, man. Special people. Special warriors. Special warriors. (laughs) We're still going strong. He's grinning like a drum. That's good. They got the chant going that's been going around stadiums in college football for the last couple of days. We love Trump and college Thank you, everybody, very much. We love our country. I love our country. Thank you very much. So we're going to see a great fight tonight. And uh, we've seen some good ones. That last one was one of the best fights in terms of punching. Um, If if they give Trump his Twitter back, we are going to have President Trump again in 2024 it's it's gonna be bad but uh speaking of presidential let's see what george very much the perpetrator was doing he did it let's be real here look at him i'm here again to say madam vice president vice president cheney the dog hates bush governor wolf secretary (laughs) our dog my dog literally just started barking at the fucking 20 years ago (laughs) We all found in different ways, in different places, but all my neighbor. Okay, we have to say this. My neighbor is this older guy, and we were like watching Fahrenheit 9 11. The world was loud with carnage. Loud with carnage. Uh, And he just was like. Missing voices. He talks like an R word. (laughs) These lives remain precious to our country. It was very and uh, intimately problematic to many of you. I'm here for any Bush Today slander, we remember honestly. your loss. We share your sorrow. And we honor the men and women you have loved so long and so well. They've let and we found that even so the longest days end. Better than Trump or something. Many of us have tried to make He's spiritual so sense of these events. There is no simple explanation for the mix of providence and human will. He's got a point there. There is no simple explanation. But comfort can come from a different sort of knowledge. After wandering long and lost in the dark, many have found they were actually walking step by step toward grace. Oh Oh my God. Shut the fuck up. As a nation, our adjustments have been profound. 
Many Americans struggled to understand why an enemy would hate us with such zeal. Because you the security measures incorporated into it, our lives. A lot of us would struggle to understand why they had comfort sophisticated like and reminders of our vulnerability. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. Oh my God. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. Uh, but in their disdainful pluralism, in their disregard for human Trump life, the fact that, like, this is his in their determination to they are children the of the same yeah. foul spirit. And it is our continuing duty children to of confront the same them. Foul spirit. Like, this is an adult World. talking to adults. Nothing that has followed, nothing can tarnish your honor or diminish your accomplishments. To you and to the honored dead, our country is forever grateful. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Shanksville does sound like in the weeks and months following the 9-11 attacks, I was proud to lead an amazing, resilient, united people. Yeah. When united. it comes to the unity of America, those days seem distant from our own. Modern force seems to work in our common life. We're that turns every disagreement into an argument and every oh, argument into God. a clash of cultures. Cancel culture. Say cancel culture. So much of our politics has become a naked appeal to anger, fear, and resentment. Oh, oh you never did that. Not that leaves us worried about our nation you ever do that. and our it's future together. It's terror level orange. I come without explanations yeah, it's, it's or solutions. It's terror level amber today. Everybody. I can only tell Go you what I've seen. Go shopping. On America's day of trial and grief, I saw millions of people instinctively grab for a neighbor's hand. Oh my God. And rally what, do you mean to your dad the cause of one another. From his wheelchair, you <laughs> that is the America I know. His dad groping people. As you may know, one of the great joys of my life is witnessing George H.W.'s first in person in D.C. on Constitution. At a time when religious bigotry might have flowed freely, his hearse I saw being Americans reject prejudice and embrace people of Muslim faith. That is Yo. the nation I know. No, it's fuck off. Like fucking not only Muslims, but like Sikhs are getting like a, a shit when nativism could have stirred hatred and violence against people perceived as outsiders. 9 11 because you said that people in their country were like harboring and terrorists and that it was like that their fault. That is the nation I know. Shut the fuck up. I fucking hate George Bush. Way worse than Trump. Bush worse than at Trump. At a time 100%. when some viewed the, the Bush rising family, generation as individually on Geronimo's skull at the Skull and Bones fucking club in Yale or whatever, and ruining the country. And like his grandfather literally had like business with Nazis. This is a terrible person. We need to lighten up again. We need America's mayor. Like, where's he at now? What's he doing? Rudolph was literally a fucking legend during. Like people loved rudolph giuliani especially after that fucking snl episode too. exactly uh where he did the famous joke uh lauren michaels says can we be funny and then giuliani says why start now oh i mean he, he did get him with that he, he, uh, he that, that's some good writing uh but why start now uh showing up to uh the speech extremely drunk hell yeah <laughs> it's not a Blinken or miley how did how's that guy a general? Jesus. The other day, he said that the Bagram Air Force Base 
It's not strategically important. Back room. I wanted to grab his, what do you have, five stars, ten stars, twelve stars? <laughs> There's so many stars, stars. that come coming up into his ears. I wanted to grab his stars, shove it down his throat, and say, It's 400 miles from China, asshole! <laughs> China Silence. Silence. 40 years. You have an airbase you 400 miles from them, and you're giving it up, idiot! What the hell is wrong with you? Who pays you? Christ! Spitting. That is crazy! Who pays a U.S. general? I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't get into this. What Biden did in the last two weeks <laughs> is freaking insane. Really? He's a sad drunk. It cannot be we, we didn't know this about him. He's sad. Yeah! He's being like that lady he brought to the Michigan courtroom who's like, well, the voting rolls are fucked 20 out. years like, ago, yeah. I did my job for the country. I'm very proud of it. But I did it because of them. Wow. Thank you, Bernie demonstrated to you. I was so happy he did. You can't show everybody, right? Bernie you can't show Bernie Carrick. Not Bernie Sanders. Not Bernie Sanders. I would like to show you the f 10 people that supported them. Right, Espo? Oh, right, Joe? Right. Bernie Carrick, who used own? an apartment met for 9-11 first responders to have sex Denny, with his mistress. I had Tony. Nice. I had Howard. That's all I had about. Joe. And I had a lot of people that don't get this man a glass of water. Right. He sounds me. like he's literally like, the, uh, like, like, like just, just like, um, like SpongeBob during that one episode where he like is in Sandy's house and like his thirst like has no water. I need it. I like how his subtitle there says "host common sense podcast." <laughs> like, Rudy shout out to the common sense podcast. He has really fallen. I mean, he's on our level now. He's just a lowly podcaster. Okay, there's a little more. Oh no. She said you did. You did a wonderful job. <laughs> on September he loves 11th. an impression. And therefore, I'm making you an honorary knight. He's talking about the queen. Queen Elizabeth, maybe. Royal something rather. <laughs> I turned down a knighthood because if you took a knighthood, you had to lose your citizenship. I know Prince Andrew is very uh, questionable now. I never ah! had him. Ever. Oh. Never, never had a drink with him. Never was with a woman or a young girl with him. Oh! One time, I met him Damn. in my office, Prince and one Andrew's time so we had the party. Right, Bernie? Like you were there. Like that. I'd be like, I like, know who he is. Like, I don't she know said, that. "You did." That's oh so fucking God. funny. Wow. That is just that is just classic stuff. Oh man. Well, I mean, my I guess my art obituary for Rudy's career was. Uh, was premature because he's still he's still churning out some bangers here yeah and uh i mean let, let's i mean what what more can we say about 9-11 i yeah it's nothing to, we, i didn't want to go into this like to make light of the events of 9-11 which are by any measure tra tragic and you know disturbing and there was like so much heroism displayed but um, kind of goes without saying, though, like we shouldn't have to like disclaimer I know. talking about an event like I, 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 I know why, but it's like obvious. it's much bigger than just the event itself is the thing. Like there's like this whole world outside of 9-11. There were so, there were like, massive atrocities that uh, were done in the name of 9-11, both here and abroad. And it's just like, I don't know, we need thousands to and thousands of people like were killed because thousands of people died on 9-11. Like it, it was, um, 
you know, we, we just like reaped more like suffering and death and, you know, destruction and maiming people, you know, like mm-hmm. like they, they like they just, um, you know, retaliated in a way that uh, we were all some somewhat forced to just accept and, you know, to to dissent from that was like you were considered just like a pariah clearly yeah. like like we emphasized with the michael moore clip and, and it's worthwhile to, to look at that shift because there's something similar going on now for different reasons but um i don't know it's uh it's something that we you people need to talk about in like a more level-headed like way and not in um a way that's like entirely i don't know either emotional or driven by like propaganda or driven by um political considerations like i mean there's a way to accept that it was a tragedy and also like not let it um be your justification for killing like a million people in the middle east (laughs) i think there's a way we can do it i mean bush rumsfeld cheney i feel like we we didn't even say rumsfeld's name during this we barely talked about cheney cheney who you know he he was a administration official across many years and then you know him and bush uh you know were paired together they hated each other um and he just uh unilaterally took control on 9-11 and um you know had the plans for afghanistan and iraq basically already written up so that's why it happened so fast the occupation there that's why he just does a good job yeah yeah um i mean we could you know this this is this is an all-encompassing event we could go on and on there's so much 9-11 media there's the music's so fucking bad um of course the 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 where were you um by what alan jackson really sticks out to me um i don't know yeah there's more we could say about it but uh i don't know i think we've i think we've touched on everything i want to touch on about this the the place that occupies the event itself and also the place it occupies in our cultural memory at the 20 year point that we're now at yeah i guess we kind of did we 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 can't really grasp that level of like just complete cruelty and like just just the and that was what the era the milieu we grew up in yeah which is like a crazy thing that our formative years were during such a stupid time where like you know we look back at it now and it seems like you know it, it seems like quaint do you feel any safer also <laughs> no of course not i don't know of course not and uh obama didn't fucking help with anything no no although he did kill osama bin laden which they i mean like to be fair like but the bush administration like probably could have done that at any point they just didn't want to no That's the taliban like, offered to hand over bin laden yeah weeks after 9 11 we don't we don't negotiate with terrorists that we just fund them yeah we just fund them and arm them and then fucking uh you know throw our own people that's what mutual aid grinder yeah uh okay uh we're gonna wrap it up here follow us on twitter at hog planet uh follow me at spaventacular s-p-a-v-e-n-t-a-c-u-l-a-r 
follow uh the sub stack you gonna start writing on that more sam uh um, yes gosh please i've been busy but yeah i will hogplanet.substack.com and uh you know it's uh email list uh and uh yeah we are gonna be back uh you know we we had a nice break here but uh we also i want to talk about ivermectin in this episode but we didn't even get to it because there was so much 9-11 to discuss um yeah we'll do ivermectin live on air a uh, different time uh yeah dan promises i do um all right we are wrapping it up here this is hog planet We didn't even mention Tower 7.